Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 63, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepherd, And that guy over there is Rob J. Jelly the Third. Because the other two died! In mysterious circumstances, for he tax, was not involved. For tax reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have been asked to put a disclaimer in the front yeah. of this that the first two died of natural causes. Nothing to um, do with me. Nothing happened. He was in the general vicinity, but it, it was nothing to do with him. Coincidence more than anything else. He had an alibi. He was I in did. a knife shop at the time. I was. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell him that, man. Come on. How are you, Jaybird? I'm good, thank you. Um, and what I wanted to talk to you about in this little intro bit is the Mandela effect. Oh, we mentioned this in last week's episode. Yeah. I've got something else that I need to uh, kind of okay. come back to with last Sounds week's episode good. as well. So first, yeah. the Mandela effect. The reason why I bring it up is because I'm confused, right? Okay. So for those who don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's um, it started when... Uh, Nelson Mandela died a few years back mm-hmm. and everyone was like hang on didn't he die like 10 years ago <laughs> so the whole internet was, was up in arms because they were like someone's changed history here I'm sure he died about 10 years ago and all of a sudden he's only dying now so anything that's, that's like that where people think something's changed in history okay. is called the Mandela effect now how this affects me specifically is um, as you know I'm into films and stuff yeah. And I noticed, do you remember the film, the early 2000s film, Scary Movie? Yes. You've seen that, which is yep. like a parody of screen movies and horror movies. So there was a scene in Scary Movie uh-huh. where one of the Wayne's brothers, he's in bed, and it's a parody of The Sixth Sense. Yeah. So you know in The Sixth Sense, the way where the kid goes, I see dead people. Yeah. In Scary Movie, because it's a predominantly black cast, he says, I see white people. <laughs> And it's it's funny, it's funny. Right. So now, and on the poster, he's wearing a t-shirt saying, I see white people too. Yeah. Funny. In the trailer, I see white people. And that's why people went to watch it. Now, it's on Netflix, right? Okay. Watching it. Gets that bit. What does he say? I see dead people. No, no, no. I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what happens. He says, I see white people. Um, And then I looked at the poster. The t-shirt is changed. It says, I see dead people. And it's like, no, but no, no, this that's, is always the one. Yeah. This isn't a parody anymore because it's not funny if it says, I see dead people because that's what exactly happened in the six Are you sure? I've looked, so I've checked trailers. The trailers have changed. I've checked posters. All the posters have changed. I've checked... Um, um, film is, this, co- is this not going to be one of those situations like Deja Vu, which they say is... Like one half of your brain seeing something before the other half sees it, and there's like a slight delay in it. Whereas you're seeing another universe. It, it makes you're actually sense. seeing one thing, but you're actually your brain's going, "Nope, I want to see something else. It's this." Well, but the thing is, I was like, oh, maybe I imagined it. You go online, you type in "scary movie," I see white people. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's that's." Um, from years ago, oh, that's sexist. I can't believe not sexist. That's racist. Yeah. I can't believe they said that. Blah 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 blah. So it's out there open. But for some reason, you can't everything's find it. changed. All the trailers, and I put it on Twitter, and it blew up. People were like, "Yeah, like I remember it being I see yeah. white people as well," and it's just changed. It's changed. Can't explain it. Um, so if you remember it, honestly, if you remember it as I see <coughs> white people in the film Scary Movie, and it's on the poster as well, 
let me know so I'm not crazy. Um, Put him out of his misery. Yeah. And it, it's just, and the Mandela effect is like seen in, in other things as well, like. Um, you said about sex in the city. Oh, I. I oh, you said it was yeah. sex in the city and then it was sex and the city. I've always known it's it always sex, been sex and the city. I've always known it as sex in the city. And all of a sudden now it's called sex and it, the city. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But I think it's always been and. I think it's just people get lazy and they just go and. And then it became in. Guys, just, I think they've got to Rob. I think they've changed him. I think they've changed Rob. My name's not Rob. Oh my God! What is your name? It never has been. <laughs> it's Russell. Russell J Jelly the Third. Um, yeah, so I just think it's weird. Weird stuff happens. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I have experienced this myself. Okay. But it's about a mobile phone. Okay. Tell me. Uh, well, uh, long story short, uh, I used, Too late, owned. I uh, used to own a, a Nokia. Uh, one of the first slide. Stop phones. showing off. One of the first slide phones. Um, they ever get the big square one. Um, I can't remember the number of it. Anyway, really bad. Really bad, really faulty, broke all the time, couldn't get it repaired. Okay. Three months after I got it, mm-hmm. so many people I knew that had it, the same problems. Screen broke, yep. keyboard stopped working, all sorts. Nokia, you can't find any existence of this phone anywhere. What do you mean? They've deleted the existence of this phone, like ever being made. Like it never existed. Like it doesn't have a serial number or something? No, you can't find it anywhere. You try finding it. I've, I've tried several times. Oh, I've just found it online. It's called the Nokia 666. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I've had a similar sort of... That's weird. Yeah, like genuinely. Because I was really furious because it was like a new one out at the time. I think I was at university. Just gone to university and I got a new phone. Was it Nokia going down the market? No, it wasn't. Barking market. No, it was it the <laughs> Nokia off the market, back of a lorry. It was a Nokia off. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but same thing. Like you just, you know, when you think like, I, I, I know I had the phone. It yeah. existed. Do you think I can find it now? Uh, Disappeared, uh, isn't it? That is. That is. Can't really prove bizarre. it. Very strange. Very strange. But also, the other thing that I want to throw back to last week's episode about yeah. is you claiming that the watermelon sweets that you had, yeah. were better than watermelon. Yeah. You tried some, didn't you? I can confirm that they are. Okay. They are actually better than actual watermelon. So I don't know how they've done this, but they've okay. made a watermelon-flavoured sweet taste better than actual watermelon. I think it adds sugar. I think, I think that I mean, was yeah, trick. I mean, that probably is the, the, the answer to the whole conundrum <laughs> there in one nutshell. That works for anything, really. Um, I've got one more to Mandela Effect before we move on to format. Oh, okay, okay. okay. This, one will, this one will get you. So... You've seen Forrest Gump, right? Most certainly have. I watched it a few days ago. This is perfect. Okay, so you watched it a few days ago. I did. Fresh in your memory, right? Fresh. So if I asked you a very simple question about it, you'd be able to give me an answer straight away. Yeah, of course you can. Okay. What's his famous saying that he says a few times in it? Starting with the word life. Well, you're referring to the phrase, life is like a box of chocolates. Right. Mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. There's okay. already too many gingers. Okay. I so, mean, I mean that's, that's the bit I added on, sorry. Yeah. So you're saying life is like a box of chocolates? Life is like a box of chocolates, yeah. Right, okay. It's not what he says, is it? You know, that's what you're going to tell me now. Uh, uh, and Tom Hanks, he's, he's, I've seen him on, t- uh, on TV shows doing that line for people. Like yep. on Jimmy Kimmel's, so do that line, does that line. I've seen other people do it. You go to the film, it's not in the film. Yes, it is. It's gone. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's definitely in there. It's gone. Do you know what it's replaced with? Life was like a box of chocolates. 
You never know what you're going to get. He says, "What? It does, that doesn't even make any sense." No, it Life was like get a out of here. That's not real. It's right. real. That your research, listeners, this week is yeah. to find a copy of Forrest Gump. Watch it. Get to the scene. Yep. Record it on your phone and tweet Jed Shepard. And at the Jellyman. And at the Jellyman as well. I have details a bit at the end as well. I want video evidence of this. I will, I will right. tweet you within the next 48 hours okay. of this episode yep. a copy of it. I will do it. Mama said life was like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. Is, is like, say is. Life Says is was. like... Yeah, is makes sense. And that's so what it was. So, all right, so the question... Sorry, we'll get to format in a minute. Yeah. The question then is... If it was like a like, a, if life was like a bike, like a box of chocolates, is it for you to say? Yeah, it's all right. They edit that out. Um, <laughs> what is it like now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't a make barrel any of biscuits. sense. Doesn't make any sense. A bag, a half-eaten bag of pick and mix on a cinema floor. A sheaf full of maggots. Don't know. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't specify. The delivery box in the back of a pizza delivery boy. But then the question is, why? What? Why has why has it changed? How? One, how has it changed? How? Yeah. Two, why? Why has someone gone back through history? Well, listen, this, is maybe, this is maybe something for another podcast. Yeah. The Mandela Effect podcast. Should do Boom. that. That is a, that is a genuinely podcast. Genuinely a brilliant idea. That is a Where we idea. try to... Oh, that is amazing. And there's loads of them as well. Right. Can I just... One yeah. final bit of admin. Yeah. Um, this is a message from my boss. I'm not coming to work tomorrow. I quit. Um, I'm, I'm just going to dedicate my life to the Mandela effect now. Um, so thanks for everything. But uh, yeah, consider this my uh, my resignation. No, I'm joking. Resignation from the I, uh, I think this BCC. is amazing. This is amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm not joking. Right. Guys, this, this is, is going to become a thing. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this. Should, and actually, just, just while waiting, should we check now the life was like a box of chocolates? Because I just, I just feel like if I check it quickly. Go on, have a look. So what would you do if it... If it's right, and if life was like a box of chocolates, Forest. I'll extinguish that candle with my tongue. Life. See, if you type in Forest Gump life, it, the first thing that comes up. Life Forrest is Gump. like, and I type that into YouTube, a box of chocolates. Yeah, yeah. So it, look, see, see, the video says life, life is like is a box. Life is like, yeah. Let's play it. Let's play this video. Ninety seconds, and we'll get onto the format of the podcast. Yeah. Give us some volume, Ben. Uh, Jed. Okay. So woman's about to go sit on the bench yeah. for a scump. Um Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said Life was like a box of chocolates. Oh! What? No way! Oh my god. No. It's changed. See? See? The YouTube description even says life is like is a box like. of chocolates. But he says, let me, let me rewind that. There's a video underneath it on here. The, the, the Mandela effect. Tom Hanks remembers life is like a. Right. We, uh, listen, this is going to take it's up mental. the entire podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But seriously. I'm good. That's, you know, a side project. Another yeah. side project. It's mental, right? Out, out, I cannot believe. Right. It's changed. Stop, no, it's no, stop, changed. stop. Because otherwise I won't be able to focus on what yeah, we're actually yeah. here to do. Holy guacamole, Batman. Mate, and there's, there's tons of stuff. Okay, I've got one, one quick one. But oh, I know, no more, no, because you'll break my brain. One more. Star Wars. You seen Star Wars? Yeah. What's the line that Darth Vader tells Luke at the end? 
well, Luke, I am your father. Doesn't the, say it. Doesn't say that. No, he doesn't. No, you're right. He doesn't say that. No, that one I know. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He goes, you killed my father. No, I am your father. Yeah. He says, no, I am your father, not Luke, I am your no, father. No, no, yeah. No, he goes, search inside. Uh, uh, Luke, search inside. You know it to be true. He goes, no, it's not. But whatever he says. And he goes, Ben told me. He goes, you killed my father. He goes, no, oh, I, I am, am your father. father. No, I knew that one. You knew it well. That's good. <clears throat> Most um, people don't know it. Yeah, that, that one's fine. That one's yeah, not been yeah, changed. Yeah. That, yeah. that is original. Because I've got the VHS from the 70s <laughs> yeah. of that, wow. so I have an original copy of it. Um, There's no way they've changed that. No, 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 no. Not yet, anyway. Well, no. We'll know. We'll no. know. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, right, anyway, sorry. That was massively distracting, but uh, that's also given us an idea for something else to do, so that's yeah. cool. But I know you guys out there will appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. We know we've just sent many people, like, <laughs> going bananas. Yeah, everyone's checking right now on YouTube. Everyone is like, now no, just, they made that up. They, they stopped the podcast, that. yet. They're not even listening. They're not even listening to this anymore. They've just gone straight to YouTube. Um, so two more shows for us to review this week. Uh, one suggested by each of us uh, to go into the, the the list, really, of all the television pilots ever made to find the best one. We will find the best one. Potentially. Yeah. Could be this week. It could be this week. I've you got good never feeling. know. It could be this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with my show this week. Right. Um, it's a cult classic. It's been around now for 15 years. Jeez Louise. Holy moly. Ooh. And it is the wonderfully weird Peep Show. It's Peep Week. Peep, peep. That's right. The first, first one in Peep Week is Peep Show. Absolutely. My choice this week. What do you think? Mmm. Interesting. Yeah? I... I feel like I've heard more about Peep Show than I've watched. That's weird. I thought everyone mm. had watched every episode of Peep Show. No. No, not at all. Now... Uh, as I mentioned, 15 years old, so this is 19th of September 2003. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been nine seasons made, yeah. last of which was 2015. Yeah. So it hasn't been anything new from them for three years or so, but then they've been doing a lot of other stuff. David Mitchell, Robert Webb, two of Britain's but most genius comedy writers, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, do lots of work writing stuff, uh, being on television panel shows, hosting shows as well. Mm-hmm. In my mind, genuinely, are the two of two of the greatest. I mean, Mitchell and Webb situation, the Mitchell and Webb look. I went to watch that being filmed. It Did was, you? Yeah. One of my favourite. One of my favourite sketches ever, ever on television. The Nazi one. Is, no, 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 no. Okay. Is the one where they, they they're they're explaining being God and creating the universe. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. now they made humans and the yeah. stacking. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up. It's hilarious. Genuinely, one of the funniest things I think has ever been created for television. <laughs> So I was really excited to watch this, thinking this is the this is the original. That this is like day one. You it know, is. This is it's like, almost like day zero, almost. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. like the first of their collaboration work. Really, it's probably something else kicking around out there. Um, they did. But this is probably the first mainstream, yeah. big time TV show that they were asked to make. Because the difference between this and the other stuff they've done is they don't write this. Um, but the other stuff, that Mitchell Webb sound, which is the radio show, and then that Mitchell Webb look, they obviously wrote now, it. Now, I feel like it. that is a very, very important piece of information yeah. to know. Yeah. Because uh, this show has got lots of things that it does differently from everything that existed before it. And I would say probably even exists to this day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the show is very much shot from a point of view perspective, and at one point it was the working title was called POV. Yeah. Um, almost every shot is from the point of view from either Jez or Mark. Jez played by Robert Webb, Mark played by David Mitchell. And I love that. I, I, it is great to see it from a character's specific point of view. Yeah, it's, and it's right always very much looking right in the eyes. So they look right down the camera at you because you are one of them. Yeah. Uh, I found out as well about this that every single shot contains at least either Jez or Mark or both. There is not a single shot in nine series, in 54 episodes, where then there's neither of them in shot. That's, I never knew that. Every single thing, apparently. <laughs> now I haven't watched them all, so I'm not confirming. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're flatmates. Jez yep. and Mark are flatmates. Uh, unlikely flatmates, though. Well, they're best friends, and they do state in this episode, yeah, but can't believe I've done that to my best friend. They're unbelievably conflicting. Yeah. And unbelievably different. Like the odd couple. Um, yeah, they are see like where where is like we looked at the young ones and bottom mm-hmm. Aid Edmondson and Rick Mail they're, they're both of the same ilk in the characters they play in this show they, they live together they're, they're both bonkers they're both erratic they're both somehow work yeah uh, but they're very much the same whereas this it's just you've got this sort of young hip like m- making music kind of cool guy you know, doesn't mind, you know, staying up late, eating junk food, lounging around his pants. Making that his sort of attitude. music, yeah. Whereas Mark's very much a sort of straight-laced, um, sort of cardigan-wearing, uh, nervous... Reading around. military books. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Very geeky. Very awkward, very but, awkward. Yeah. Whereas Jez looks and sort of comes across quite cool and comfortable in his own well, skin. He, well, However, he's he not. tries to he's be. He's not. Because we hear his inner thoughts, we know he's very conflicted with everything he does. Yeah. So yeah. not only do you get point of view angles mm-hmm. visually but you also get a lot of self-narration as well like yeah. the sort of inner thoughts of the two of them yeah. going on it's like in, in a comic where you see, you see the speech bubbles but then you also see the thought bubbles as well and the kind of uh, yeah. narration um, my, my view on Peep Show is it, the format is brilliant um, um, and that's why it went on for so long because it's just an excellent format and um, there's so much comedy you can get out of hearing the characters inner thoughts um, and just the central performances um, by Mitchell and Webb just holy moly just brilliant can you imagine any other people playing those characters no but then I can't imagine this show existing without them true yeah very true in in a creative sense now I didn't know until you just said that they didn't write it no because it felt very Mitchell and Webb it did yeah um if you've ever seen any of their work together it feels very much like the sort of stuff that they would have written yeah so I'm quite intrigued to find that someone else has written this and they just starred in it and is this potentially the catalyst for what made them become Mitchell and Webb in their writing sort of careers together I mean it definitely I feel like it's yeah I mean I feel like it's something they wanted to have done but they just didn't know how to so by someone else writing it they've kind of gone oh we can actually do these weird sketchy sort of shows do you know this is the uh, longest running comedy in Channel 4 history in terms of years on air? The Just reason- 12 years on air is the longest? Well, it isn't the most episodes, though. It's the thing. Okay. There's one other show, which we mentioned earlier. Or, no, we mentioned in the last episode, actually. Oh, right. There's one more Channel 4 show that aired. So this had uh, 54 episodes. Yeah. There's a show that had 71 episodes. A Channel 4 oh, sitcom. Man. 
Which we mentioned in the last episode. Um, I'll put you out of your misery. Go on. Desmond's. Really? The Desmond's, Desmond's is the only longer running, only show longer running comedy? Then Peep Show, yeah. It's 71 episodes. If it's not on the list, mate. I'll stick it on there We've got now. to sit Desmond's on. Absolute classic. Set in Peckham. Um, really? Yeah. Desmond's are set in Peckham. Oh, cool. The whole yeah, theme yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. It, yeah. So I'm just having a one of those moments where you just sort of, you forget. Blowing your mind. You just forget. Is, is it the Mandela effect again? Yeah. The Nelson Mandela effect. Nelson Mandela oh, House in Peckham. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Desmond's on the list. We've got to stick on the list. Um, so the first thing I kind of thought about this uh, show, watching it again, the first episode is, they did very well for filming this on a potato. It was filmed oh, on a potato. Oh, yeah, wasn't it just at times? This. You could tell when the shots were cut between... Like pro camera and yeah. like head cam, which which I guess in a way at times is fine. Was it filmed on your Nokia that that, that special Nokia that you? Oh lost? yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe where it's gone. End up in the spaghetti that uh, you see a quite a close up shot of, which yeah. is really random. I've got look. I have to jump in here because I wrote down a few things about the sort of way it started. A very unique way of the intro being uh, that Jez and Mark meet. Um, and obviously you keep getting a cut from one to the other so that they see their journeys they're walking, walking, walking and then suddenly they, they arrive at each other, in front of each other and yeah. you get this back and forth mm-hmm. from both of them and then the episode sort of Is that the first thing we say? We say? It's one of the first oh. things you see, yeah okay. It's one of the first few minutes right. so It's just under half an hour 28 minutes long, the episode yeah. So I wrote down a bit of that a bit of self-narration general impression of Jez and Mark straight away and then I wrote down the only other note I wrote about the whole episode Yeah I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what I'm watching. Well, you, like, you... like I get it. Like the point is, they both fancy this woman, this Tony, and they're both trying to get by in life. He, you know, Jez wants to be a music writer, creator, producer, whatever. Yeah. Mark, I don't even know what he wants to be, or what he is. I don't actually know anything about him. I think I. I just he's just a weird awkward guy that I wouldn't invite yeah I, the, how I would I wouldn't invite I, him to a party I wasn't even going to how I see this is it's about two guys who are losers in their own in their own ways having to live together fight cause for financial it's, it's like when they stay together for the kids they're staying together <laughs> for the rent right um, and they obviously Jess thinks he's cool Mark thinks he's, Jess is cool which, which is good but Jez is only really cool to Mark. He's not cool to the rest of the world. The rest of the world think he's a bit of a loser as well. Yeah. Doesn't really have a proper job. His music sucks. Um, and he, his internal monologue is just always just kind of really confusing. He's a confused person looking for a direction. And it's the same with, with Mark. The thing with Mark, he is, although Jez is into girls as well, Mark is always fluctuating between this girl and that girl and wanting to snipe Tony from Jez um, but his relationship with Sophie is what I find really interesting like yeah when she sits uh, get on the bus and he, he leaves his hand back, out and she accidentally sits, on his, sits on his hand and he's like oh what do I do now do I pull it away or do I just leave it there and, she, and he's like oh, we're in it for the ride at this point I'll mention that Sophie's played by the fantastic Olivia Coleman national treasure yeah I mean yeah. can we make her the queen would that yeah. be okay for everyone it's like, Olivia Coleman Sheridan Smith the, the, the two next in line for the throne yeah. as far as I'm concerned yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Love Olivia Coleman in pretty much everything she's done. Yeah, that for me is the only 
I got. I can't. I believe I'm saying this. It's the only saving grace for this episode. Really, is the relationship is to see whether or not Mark or and Sophie yeah. make it happen. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's the one they won't It's they? literally the only thing that I have any interest in knowing, and I don't even really care that much if they do. Interesting. I I I really struggled with this. I what really about the kids? wanted to. Don't care about them. They annoyed me no end, and I would have kicked the crap out of them. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, clean shirt. Yeah. It's like what? Well, yeah. What does that even I love mean? It. I, love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are little little moments like that <laughs> which are funny. But I was genuinely sat there a lot of the time, kind of scrunched up face, not laughing, not really yeah. knowing what to do. Stop I kicking didn't... me in the bum. <laughs> kicking me in the bum. I love that. I, yeah. I, <sighs> I think it's just... I, I, I should find this funny. What, yeah. what I find quite hard to explain is that for me, on paper, this is right up my street. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly the sort of thing I would be recommended by anyone who knows me well. As a silly, silly show to watch, something fun, something simple, something quite short as well. Yeah, yeah. It takes very little brain power really to watch it, and that's not a bad thing sometimes. Yeah. I just don't get it, mate. I, I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be. What am I supposed to think or feel from this thing? Well, it's hard to kind of empathise with two characters that aren't likable. They're not that likable. But it's the kind of interaction between these unlikable characters. Like Superhands is obviously an absolute idiot who thinks he knows everything. Uh, Tony, she seems to be cheating on, on her husband and all that kinds of stuff. So I mean, she seems like a complete twosic yeah. as well. Sophie's really the only kind of nice person around. But like, there's little things. And the little things that I liked are things like like those kids call, 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 calling him a, a pedo. Not a pedo, Mr. A clean shirt, uh, and also the uh, interaction when Tony King comes back from the shop, and she's like, "Went to the shop. They didn't even have any Alpen. What kind of shop doesn't have Alpen?" <laughs> and then Mark's like, oh, "I've got some Alpen." Five seconds later, she's eating his Alpen, Alpen in the kitchen. It's like, <laughs> oh, just the, yeah, the sp- I mean, the, 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 there are brilliantly there are, there are brilliant little kind of British quips, in yeah, it, and I do get that, but they they were. They really just sort of stood on their own. They were just little jokes. I, I don't know if I expected this to be something else. Like, yeah. I don't know if I expected this to be a sketch show. Just more you're used than to more them doing it. Yeah, yeah, more than, more than just sort of a, almost a drama, like a, a kind of sit, sit drama, or, I, I, yeah. I, or a com drama, whatever you want to call it. But I, I don't know. But it, I really struggle with this. I once again have, another- and I really don't know. I want to love it. I mean, it does. I think I it does can't. get better. It does get better. Um, again, I have a little bit of a connection to this TV show, right. as I do with every TV show. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, Sophie's brother in it, I don't, uh-huh. um, he's not in this episode, but he's in a future episode, is played by a guy called Jolene, who was in the band The Pipettes, who I knew. Um, and uh, one time, Jolene was at my house, for, had a pie at my house, and he was there. Um, and uh, he literally annoyed every single person at the party <laughs> with him just boasting about stuff and just saying he's great at everything. And then um, he played, played a little set. We had, we had a set of drums in the lounge. He played a little set on the drums, um, and just people wanted to leave. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was, it, it was it wasn't great. I haven't seen him since then, but I'm sure he's I'm sure he's nice. Um, I mean, I I like the fact that this episode is called Warring Factions. 
Um, you know, it's just yeah. a clever title. It's very, it's, it's almost a little middle class in the in the factions. Who uses the word factions? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's brilliant. Warring factions. Some people have like output it. on demand. It's got, it's, yeah, it's got it's got a very much a sort of like it's having a go at a particular group um, of people, I guess. Yeah. I just, well, it's the kind of like the cold war know. between. I don't know what it was. It just didn't work for me. I think the war in factions relates to um, Mark and Jez. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, between the, the two, the two yeah. of them. But also, there's a little bit of a war in factions between like Mark and Sophie. That's right. Yeah. You know, like he wants to like her. She she seems to be okay yeah. enough with him. Like she seems to find him pleasant enough to talk to on the bus every morning. Until they, she looks out the bus window and Mark's there chasing with, the chasing kids the away kids. with a copper pipe. <laughs> um, <sighs> I, I, I want to say something positive about this, and I'm really struggling. Well, I'll help you out. It wasn't the best episode of Peep Show by a long, long, long shot. I do think it gets better. The writing gets better. The characterization gets gets better. Um, but there's enough there's enough here for me to love um, and to keep going, definitely. No. Not for you? No, not for me. Okay. If, if I hadn't seen any other Mitchell and Webb work... And this was my fir- and this was my first introduction to it. And yeah. Now again, we always try to appreciate the fact that this was two thousand three. Uh, we're watching it in twenty eighteen. I don't think I would have. Ever- I- it would have been a long time before I gave any other their work a okay. go. Okay. I just. Uh, it's just not going to get a good score, mate, from me. Sorry. Yeah. And I wanted to. I, I mean, I suggested it because I I knew somehow I would love it. Yeah, it's surprising. I thought you would give it a and, good score. And I. And I really didn't. In fact, I'd always go to say as far to say as I disliked it. Whoa! I disliked Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Like, and that's that's hard. Like, it's hard for me to dislike something enough to think. Guys. I feel like I've genuinely wasted half an hour. Another Mandela effect type thing. Like, maybe you've seen the wrong uh, first episode. Who knows? Well, we'll see what how that converts okay. into a score a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think we can move on to your show. Um, okay. Which is one that I struggled with. The very first time I tried to watch it, I mentioned right. this at the end of the last episode. <laughs> so this one so, is another... God. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm trying to be positive, you know, I'm trying to be upbeat and positive about things, but... This is Jelly, this is Mr Jelly, he's I'm meant sorry, to be positive guys, one. I'm so sorry. First of all's Quantum Leap, now it's Peep Show, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be hung, drawn and quartered after this podcast. So the show that I am looking at this week is People Just Do Nothing. Official Disc Tone. Big track. This is the warning. Get out the way. Get out the way. Someone's getting God's bang. Get out the way. Get Probably should have advised there was a um, different type of music on the podcast this week. Oh, yeah? Um, well, you know, I'm thinking that if anyone hasn't seen People Just Do Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's quite a specific genre of... Uh, it's UK Garage. Yeah, but not everyone's a fan of that. And we may no. have shocked a few people there <laughs> if they hadn't seen the show before. I think people are shocked by Garage. I think it's relatively safe. I know... I think they'd be shocked by this type of Garage. Okay. Rob J. Jelly, get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, it's quite sim- simplified lyrics. Um, so people just do nothing. For those that don't know anything about it... 
It is about Corrupt FM, which is a small radio station, pirate radio station. Illegal pirate radio station. Yep, they're broadcast about a five-mile radius around London, if that. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 one of those uh, pirate radio stations where the positioning of the um, antenna... Uh, <laughs> Very much makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And both myself and Rob Jelly have worked for... Um, how, many, have you worked, how many radio stations have you ever worked for? Uh, five? Five. I think I've worked for four. Yeah, five, I think it's five now. Yeah. Including like hospital radio stations and student ones. Have you? I never knew that. Yeah, I've done some hospital radio. Nice. That's what early days when I was trying to learn how to do it all. So. Okay. When do you think we'll be able to be professional at it? I reckon another 15 years. Day, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've all worked for, for radio stations, big and small, mine small, 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 small. Um, but, um, so I worked f- for a radio station that broadcasts in a very specific like zone um, when I worked for a station called Rare FM, which I think was a one-mile radius around central London. That's quite a small zone. One mile, yeah. Um, I enjoyed myself. But like, then, that's not even big enough to actually hear a whole song if you drive from one <laughs> no, side of it to the other, not. is it? You've got to drive into the zone and stay there for ages um, which is nice because it picks up a reference to what he says in this was saying yeah. that you know some people will park up yeah. and set up a picnic to listen in I'm <laughs> exactly. like yeah they're going to listen to the UK garage scene whilst eating a picnic <laughs> well I thought like while watching this this is bringing back some memories and both me and you like we can definitely uh, relate to some of the things radio Absolutely. station things that happen in this um, when we worked at the, the same radio station, uh, Phoenix FM, um, the kind of drive to make something small bigger yeah. uh, that you get from community stations, local stations, was very it's a, it, pre- prevalent. It, yeah, and it's about, it's about the people who you have in... in you know, working on it. You know, ultimately, it's, it's about people wanting to do something different with their time, um, yeah. but also give something back. There is, despite, you know, whether you listen to any or like any or so, but what you don't realise is that it's everyone that does it does it to give something back or do, yeah. or do something creative at least that gives to uh, an audience well yeah do you think so So MC Grinder, he's the, he's the, the main guy on the mic for Big Corrupt dog. FM he, run, he runs Corrupt FM but he also is the main MC he, he, and he monopolises the time do you think he does this for the community of Brentford or do you think he does it just solely for himself just to get himself out there um, I'm pretty sure you know he's he's a stand-up guy. Um, you know he's got a, a sort of heart of gold. Um, yeah. But I definitely think he's doing this for himself. 100. He, he, he doesn't give a monkey's about anyone else. <laughs> he's just doing it for himself. Um, and he doesn't is, care about beats. He doesn't. And beats is his, and beats best, is his best, mate, best mate. And he's the main DJ on on beats on um, Corrupt FM. Um, and then they've got their mate called Steve's, which yeah. I love that it's a pluralized Steve's, <laughs> yeah, which is their. He's know, a DJ as well. The actor's but, name is Steve Stamp. Yeah. So I, I wonder if it's just that they just went. Should we just call him Steve's? Maybe they thought Steve S. Or to call him Steve's. Yeah. Um, so he's just, he's a uh, in the first episode. She doesn't do too much. She just like sits there like doing drugs. Um, but and then they've got um, the long enduring girlfriend of, of Grinder. Yeah, Mish. Mish, who is the the kind of normal one who stays in in the flat, looks after the kid Angel, um, while her her boyfriend goes off and does this crazy pipe dream of being a, um, a musical star, a music star, and uh, running this radio station. She's really proud of him, and this is yeah. what I love. These these small kind of ideas and the, that grow bigger. I, I love anything about a kind of um, 
an underdog story. And this is a real underdog story. Yeah, the, uh, I love it. I really the, relate the, to the, it. The unexpected turn to this show is that there's actually some feels about it. Mate, like, there's, there's, there's an actual, so much there's an actual, There's an actual story. Yeah. Like, I want to know more about I want to follow. Like, yeah. I, I need to know more. It's so weird. I just did not <laughs> expect to watch this. Uh, and I've tried watching this before yeah. and just struggled. I just didn't get it. Um, and again, maybe wrong mindset at the time, whatever. Yeah. Maybe I didn't even know what to expect from it. But mm-hmm. well, I, I, watched it I only- just didn't expect to get stuff from this that I got from it. And there was emotion. There was so joy. Much. There was silliness. There was some unbelievable like lines and words in there that I'm thinking... <laughs> Well, that's a observation right there. <laughs> so I've got some. I've already got some ideas out of the that's back of good. this show straight away. So well, I'm quite new to to this. Um, I, don't, I heard everyone talking about it, and the BBC iPlayer never shut up about it. It was no, just kept it coming up. Big on BBC Three. It's yeah. really, really big. One of their biggest season. Uh, five Four. is being released this year. Is it really? That well, it's credited on IMDb as season five. Mate, you've just made my day. Th- um, that's so good. Yeah. So season. F- one to four has been out. Yep, season yep. five has already got credit on the IMDb page, so nice. which makes me believe that they are see, yeah. writing and making it. I've only just watched this year. I what this year? I gave into peer pressure from the BBC. I pay my license fee, and they jamming this down my throat. And I thank them for it because yeah. it was a great recommendation. And I watched after watching the first episode, I was like, "This, I'm into this." And I watched all four seasons probably in the space of a week. Wow. No joke, just blitzed it. I was like, I lo- I love these people. I want to be in this world for as long as possible. Yeah, and, I, and I think actually, because this is this is a, almost like a mockumentary, a little bit like The Office. It felt it very is. much like I The mean, Office. It's the same producer. That so would explain. Why, yeah. That would explain an awful lot. Because it, it started and off it's as, done and it's done in a sort of shoddy way, <laughs> but just done well enough. Well, do you know what? Because it started off as um, a YouTube thing called Wasteman TV. Where, yes. Because all of these people like um, are based on on real people because um, um, Sniper, um, who's uh, in this as uh, what's his real name again? His real name is oh, Sniper. Oh, MC. So MC Grinder in this, but um, in real life he's MC Sniper. Right. Um, played by Alan Mustafa, um, and he was a kind of a local pirate radio MC, and and so was uh, Beats. He he was there too. So all of these people are like real people. It's written about something that really happened. Yeah, then. and okay. then they just kind of like messed around and kind of parodied themselves on on YouTube. I I, I want to. Do you know who I want to meet? What the real Chibuddy D G. Chibuddy G is amazing. Chibuddy G is their manager. Stroke getter of things. <laughs> stroke liability. And I love it. He is one of the most interesting characters there is. Chuddy G, he is a local kind of businessman. He lives in a caravan, rhymes. He has a girlfriend that absolutely hates him. He, uh, he He's the kind of like, tr- he's like a, like a long lost trotter. I, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, this is not the show for me, I'm not even going to bother it is, watching it. It is. Well, I, I promise you this now, and I very, very seldom use that word. It will be better than you expect it to be. 100%. So for 25 minutes of your time, I implore you to go and watch this pilot episode because it gives you so much more than you could ever expect from this horrendously stupid, utter waste of time and space of a television show. It is 
I don't even know how it got commissioned. I'm not going well, to lie to you. It is an absolute farce. I'll tell it you. It is a joke. It is an absolute mockery of television creation. But I love it yeah. dearly. It's amazing. So you would think <laughs> that you would think that the main cast, like uh, like Steve's and 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 Beats and uh, Grinder, the kind of the story was they they knew each other at school, of course. Okay, but you would think they met they met your buddy G. Um, like in casting or something. No, they knew him from school as well. They did. All of these guys were from they, same they, colleges. They all, they all know school. each other. Yeah, so they all came up together. And because um, the the hits on on the Wasteman TV uh, YouTube channel, where they were just doing little sketches here and there, um, blew up so much. Um, the producer of um, uh, the Office saw him and was like, "We need to make this a TV show." And I think sh- off straight off the ground, straight hit the ground running was what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, brilliant observation, observations. Um, oh, there's some crackers. I'll come to a few of them in a second. And also, the music isn't terrible. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's just like, oh, they it's actually do. Brilliantly well done to be yeah. terrible. It's like they know what they're doing, and they actually the, the DJing and the MCing is actually not too bad. Um, and I've sat in like friends' cars while growing up, while they're putting on garage and pretending I like it. Awful. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It's very repetitive. Um, but and this just remind me, remind me of that the kind of silliness of it, the kind of lack of actual musical skill, but still, I love a trier. There's, I think, yeah, there's it. You love a trier, and I think the thing is, you 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 in, you feel very endearing towards the characters because you can't help but think that these guys really want to make something of themselves, but all they know is music. Yeah. And so when you get this whole, like the very, very first thing you see is uh, Grinder and Beats on the stairwell of the flat, block of flats they live in, doing a little bit of freestyle, sort of rapping, emceeing and a bit of beatboxing. And they're into the talking to the camera crew. They're talking to the crew because they're doing like a, a documentary about corrupt FM. Mm-hmm. Um, they've obviously agreed to do it with the BBC because they made reference to the BBC coming around <laughs> yeah. and tidying the place up. Um, so it's it's very it's also got I guess in a way a feel like W1A in that sense yeah, that they're it does. they're very much not, they're they're very much aware that they're making a show uh, for the BBC yeah about the BBC maybe a little bit maybe there's a little sort of like tongue in cheek sort of reference towards it there yeah um, and then they you know the ridiculousness of having a pirate radio station oh, and, and having yeah. And having um, <clears throat> like rivalries with with other uh, pirate radio stations because it, 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 it there's no point because you're both going to such a limited area it doesn't really matter but no. to them it matters it's the, the world. world yeah exactly um, and I, I love this from like they could have said this in London but they sell it in, in Brentford so it's a very specific place you can't say that that's what? why you got bleeped out there. Why? Because you, you can't disclose the location of Corrupt FM uh, <laughs> for the um, the council will be round. They'll, they'll um, take that. As we all know, the government works for the council. That's true. Um, and they'll come down, they'll kick the doors in, and they'll take it all away. Um, but though it was... Okay, I'm, I'm about to change it now. Though it was filmed... Though it's set in Brentford, it isn't actually filmed there. It's set... It's filmed in Acton. And oh, then, really? And, okay. then, and then from the first season on, it was set in Peckham. Uh, sorry, it's uh, filmed in Peckham to make, and they made it look like Brentford. It's um, it's truly remarkable, and yeah. it's a bit like I'm trying to think of the show now. <sighs> There's a show where she's so ridiculous, but you know that they're all aware how ridiculous it is. Sex in the city. No, there's another one that sounds just like that though. Sex and the city. No. Is it that one? Um, I can't for the life of me now remember what it is. 
Oh, that's really annoying me. It's a really good one. We should stick it on the list as well. I remember what it is. Misfits. But they, 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 uh, it could be misfits. I can't remember. It, it'll come back okay. to me. But the, it, it's the very nature that everybody on this show is very aware of what they're making. They know they're making a stupid show. Yeah. But they are so so committed to it that it just brings it to life in a yeah. way you just don't expect. So, and I'm I'm so impressed by so many elements of this. Like one, these aren't actors. But no, they, they're they're doing their like a parody of their own real lives. But they're the best actors I've seen because they're acting their own lives. And and the most one of the most interesting things is Mish, who plays uh, MC Grinder's girlfriend. She is. She was Steve's, um, Steve's girlfriend in real life, and they were just like, "Oh, we need a girl to play this. Um, are you can you can you do it?" And she was working for like a like a record label or something, and she was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll just I'll just stand here. Hopefully, I'll just be a small part." She ends up being one of the, the biggest storylines in the whole yeah. thing, and that's actually a really interesting storyline with her. Yeah, and uh, and Grinder. Yeah, because they've got a daughter. Yep, Angel. Um, and uh, obviously he's trying to provide for them both. Yeah. And he goes. He kind of explains that she's um, a, bit dark. a little bit darker of skin than he <laughs> is. Um, but you know, um, to me, she was, you know, used to fake tan quite a lot when she was pregnant, so maybe that's the reason. And um, yeah, their friend Decoy seems to be around a lot as well. Yeah, Decoy seems to be um, around a lot, and he's, he's a fairly similar sort of. Uh, uh, makeup, I guess, is the right word. So I'm trying to say. Look, the point is here: you can cl- clearly see how divvy the whole lot are. Yeah. And I think there's an endearing quality about them as a as individuals, but as a group that you know full well that they're all they're all kind of on the same level. Yeah. But that level is very much thick, <laughs> and they have no idea, do they? They really don't have any idea. But that's that this, what I love that this about mockumentary yeah. is basically a. a Bit of a farce, yeah. Bit of a bit of take, you know what I mean? It, it um, makes them more endearing, and like even though these are actually quite <clears throat> unlikable characters in, in some respects. For instance, Grinder is—he can be annoying. He's just really selfish. He is not really caring about his daughter and and his girlfriend, um, especially with the fact that Mish really wants to get married, and but he's just not interested. He's just interested in his career. But you, you, you love him because he he has big dreams. He wants to kind of better himself. Um, and yeah, I love everything about this. And like, there's a spin-off sh- show from this. Um, well, not a spin-off show, but Mish has her own TV show on BBC Three. Have you seen it? No. Called Wannabe, where um, she is the manager of a girl group. Um, right. And she was the ma- she was in a girl group in the nineties. So she manages as a girl group, and she keeps going back to her nineties roots and trying to make them do nineties songs and nineties dance moves. Um, it's a really good show called Wannabe on BBC Three in the moment. All right, um, pop it on the list. Let's, yeah. let's get it on the list as well. There's, there's so much to love about this show that you just never ever expect to get from from the show in, in yeah. general. I mean, on the surface, it just looks like a, a complete farce of a show. Looks stupid. Looks ridiculous. But I genuinely laughed out loud several times throughout it, and I was watching it on my own. Yeah. Um. They 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 do little sort of like. Uh, interviews with the individuals so Steve says a chat by some bins out the back because they're looking for egg boxes so soundproofing the, the room because I've had a complaint from the neighbour um, yeah exactly because Chibuddy G says that's the best because way G says that is like the high quality soundproofing that you need and he's going to put it up there with duct tape but he's um, he says that you know how he's he's, he's always impressed by uh, Chibuddy G because he's like an entrepreneur 
<laughs> and he and he goes and like you know you just got to let you you know you got to keep your mind happy. That's why I take the drugs, man. Because you, if you've got a happy mind, you know it's a happy life and things like that. And he says, um, says something. He goes, like, he goes weird because like my brain always thanks me. I can always hear it saying like, thanks, man. And he goes, and it's always in my voice, which is weird. Uh, and I was like, actually, do you know what? That's really weird. I wonder if anyone genuinely has their own internal monologue that's not their own voice. <laughs> like for me, it is. Like yeah, if yeah. I'm ever thinking to myself stuff, it's always my voice talking to me. Why Why do I never imagine like Lloyd Grossman talking to me? True. Why do I never imagine... I don't know. I'm, try, I'm now trying to think of anyone who's not a chef does for some strange vo- reason. Does your inner voice ever say bad things to you? Because then it might yeah, oh, voice, yeah. oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, mine's oh, always positive. Absolute knob, Rob. You know really? what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, when I do something wrong. Yeah. Oh, I've, n- I've, done what, I've never done anything wrong. No, so. we're not. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my inner voice is always like, smashed it. When I do something, <laughs> yep, smash that. Boom. Yeah. Um, I fist bump my own mind. <laughs> but, you know, little things like that. Um, he also says about um, endolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's these little turns, <laughs> it's these little turn of words where they just don't quite get them. They they know what they want to say. Yeah, yeah. And they have all the, the sort of the gumption to try and use this language. It's but the they Del have Boy kind no of thing, idea. Monster. Yeah, it's very much the Del Boy thing. Yeah. And, and maybe it's a little nod to that kind of character mm. in, in a sense. But absolutely love this. 13th of May 2014. Yeah. Uh, it features one of my new favourite uh, comics, and that is Asim Chowdhury, yeah, who plays your buddy G, yep. and he's one of the writers. Yep. Uh, him and Steve's uh, write it, yep. wrote this episode at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, you know what? I would happily sit and watch more of this. Oh, I have. It's, and I... it's so dumb and it's so not my thing, but I. Yeah. But it is my thing. That's the thing. It's a great thing. Your buddy G is my guy, by the way. Buddy G is your guy. He's oh, my guy. Okay, okay. He's my guy. Yeah, yeah. You got that one. Before I took him, right? Yeah, you did. But I I had to get in there because I loved him. Loved him to bits. (laughs) It is. It's a refreshing surprise. Um, But I guess we we have to give it a score at some point. And that point is now, Now, I think. Uh, Yeah, just to quickly clarify, uh, People Just Do Nothing. First episode is called Secret Location because it's all about where Corrupt Mm -hmm. FM sort of comes from. Definitely not Um, Brentwood. Brentford. Uh, definitely not Brentford, no, definitely. Or not Brentwood either. Or Brentwood. That's, that's um, where, where, no. where uh, Phoenix FM is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, let's do For my now. show first. Yep. Peep show mm-hmm. called Warring Factions. Yep. Out in 2003. Yep. Jesus, this is going to be controversial, isn't it? <sighs> Man, I want to give it more, but I can't. Doing? Three. Wow. I, I can't give it any more than that, mate. I... I, I, I struggled to give it that much, but I've got to be honest. You've got to be truthful to yourself, mate. And that's what I'm here for, to try and even out, balance it out. That's why we're, yeah. we're here. I'm in agreement. It's not the best episode of Peep Show, but I think there's enough in it to make me, at least, watch on. Um, but what are you going to give it then? Filmed on a potato. So I'm going to give it five, which isn't a great score. That's but not good at all, really. But I think if people go away and watch it and find it, it's available on Netflix. Uh, it's also available a lot of other places online. Yeah, I think you'll 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 kind of see what we mean when we say these things. It's it's just got so many things it could do better. It's a bit rough around the edges. It definitely which is gets sometimes better. not you know and, and sometimes you can let that sort of stuff slide with a pilot. But yeah. I just this it's just not good enough. Yeah, we totally realise like if we do Peep Show as a whole, it'll probably get a nine point five to oh, ten. Oh God, yeah. But we're talking about the first episode. Just here. that first episode. So, yeah. with nothing else. People just do nothing. 
I'll go first then. Yeah, what's um, your show, man? You, you get the first dibs. The fact that I blitzed four seasons <laughs> in the space yeah. of a week will let you kind of know how much I, I love this show. I'm giving it a nine. Wow, that is big. I love it. I, I really, Going really love the show. It was one of my favourite shows I've watched in the recent years, I would say. And the first episode was great. All right. Um, not quite a nine from me. Yeah. I'm going to go an eight. That's a, still 17, it's, mate. It's That's a, a high se- score. It's a 17 Usually only detective shows get that much. Yeah, well, as we all know, your buddy G is, is a man of many trades. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really enjoyed this. So much more than I ever expected to. Um, it's still not perfect. No, it's, it's not still perfect. got it's still got it's still got stuff that it could do better. But yeah. and I think it probably will do in in episodes to come. Series three and four are just beyond good. Um, I love and it. and I genuinely fell in love with all the characters in it because they're yeah. just amazingly uh, just endearing. I just love them even all dearly. Steve's. Yeah, even Steve's, even Steve's. Um, right, Peep Show eight. <laughs> Mate, I I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. That's I just feel. Is that last? Is that last or, or snatch last? No, thankfully I've just uh, there, I had to get to the bottom <laughs> of the list. Then uh, no, Peep Show is third from bottom. And what's the other? Snatch is below it with seven. Yeah, and the Big Bang Theory got five. Okay, yeah. Um, and sense. if you're thinking to yourself, what Big Bang Theory five? Watch that first episode. Watch that first episode, and and maybe listen back to what we thought about it because we we. We know we're always fair. Yeah. We always argue the fact that we've given it the score we give it. So, yeah. Uh, there's that. And uh, yeah, the detective zone, which is number 17 yeah. points um, for. I can't believe that. It, it won't that be score. happy to be around that many detectives, but. Um, People just do nothing. Impressive. Uh, it's, it, oh. Yeah, it's, it's the show you don't expect, but it's the show that you will love so very much uh, more than you could ever imagine. So please go and look it up. I uh, don't think the first couple of series are available on iPlayer. The latest one probably is, but they're, I think they're all on um, Netflix. First three are definitely on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. First three are definitely on Netflix. Okay. What do you want to do next week? Well, I've got an idea. Okay. We should, because I, when you know Smegheads, my other podcast, which you've been on. Absolutely. With Daniela. Yep. Obviously, that's a Red Dwarf podcast. And when we did that, we went to the filming of uh, Red Dwarf. Um, what we did is we recorded uh, conversations we had on the journey there. Okay. Uh, we, rec- we snuck some conversations on the recorder while we were there. And then afterwards, we kind of debriefed about what we've seen after it. I thought it would be interesting if we found a way to do a show where we could go to a recording of it record our, our thoughts on the way, record our thoughts while we're there, record our thoughts afterwards, um, and integrate that into um, a discussion about the pilot episode of that show while being at the filming. So... Okay, what have you managed to line up here? Because <laughs> I know you, you're connected. What have you What have you swindled? So, you know the show Sex in the City? Yeah. We're not doing that. Oh, <laughs> come on! <laughs> so excited then. No, uh, I've got us, if you're available... Next week, yeah, to go to a filming of Taskmaster because I no. know you've always want you've wanted to do that. Are you serious? I've never seen Don't it. Don't wind me up. I'm Don't wind me up now. Up. I've never seen it, so I've no idea what what. Happens. You've never seen it? No, but I know that we're going to it. Oh mate, oh that's amazing. So, so we're going yes. to 
a filming of Taskmaster, yes. and that's we can talk about it. I mean, you never know. We might oh, come across some interesting I've, I've people on the way. All five seasons. I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's great. You'll okay. love it. Well, it'll surprise me when I get there. Oh, it's it's oh yes. We should we should, oh we should try and get. We should try and make sure we're heard on the recording. Oh, okay. Or in the filming. Do we have to say like a word? Or do we have to laugh in a certain way? Yeah, we have to laugh. Have, have you, what's your laugh like? I can do some really distinctive laughs. <laughs> I think I'm thinking... <laughs> that one. If you hear that laugh... I'll, I'll, I'll bust out the big... Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you know... <laughs> that's the episode we were at. Something like that. And I'll, I'll try and sneak that in at yeah. the front or the end of a, of a big applause or... Because Chibuddy G's in Taskmaster, isn't he? He's in... Uh, well, yeah, Chibuddy G is in season five. Yeah. Which is... Uh, well, which is oh, not, no, long, right. not long finished on, okay. uh, on Dave. Yeah. Um... Oh, mate, that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome news. Taskmaster. Damn Taskmaster. it, what do I put up against that? Yeah. To what do you put you, up against I that? I don't know what I'm going to get, what I'm going to pick that could beat that because I love Taskmaster. <laughs> but how about, as it's a, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a show about celebrities doing random silly tasks for nothing more than a bit of entertainment. Okay. There was a show, and I, you might have to help me remember the title of it here. Annika Rice did a show in the night. Treasure Hunt. There it is. Treasure hunt. Let's do treasure hunt. Oh, where people do tasks. Yes. Mate. Uh, can we do that? Oh my God. I'd, I'd love to watch the first episode of that. Sweet. Let's do it. That was the first thing. As soon as you said Taskmaster, my brain was automatically <laughs> trying to go, oh, what the hell do I do now? Treasure hunt. Oh treasure hunt. I thought it was Annika Rice's time thing, but it was, no, it's, it's treasure hunt. You're right. There was another thing with Annika Rice where she had to run around. That was called something else. But I thought it was time something. But mate, treasure hunt, no, you're right. It was, it was yeah. called treasure hunt. Um, as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, that's it. Well, she's in the helicopter and she goes that's off and it. does yeah, 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 yeah. She's stuff. got yeah, the, yeah. the matching uh, tracksuit on like everyone had in the 90s. Oh, mate, I'm going to mm. love that. I'm going to love that. Mm, love it. <laughs> okay, so next week, yeah. uh, a bit of live recording from the filming of Taskmaster. Yes. And we will go away and watch Annika Rice's Treasure Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and if you want to give us uh, any uh, suggestions for other shows to do, yeah. uh, then by all means find us on Twitter and suggest away. Jed Shepard. I'm at Jed Shepard on Twitter, which is J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. So that's T-H-E-E. Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, let us know what, you, uh, what you're watching. Um, show Big shows, small shows, cardboard boxes. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be British shows. They can be American. They can be mm-hmm. um, even further afield than that, if you like. Yeah, it could be Kids old, shows, new. Quiz shows, chat shows. Dramas. Documentaries. Yeah, anything, like, anything goes, really. So uh, have a look. What you you know on your planner? Yeah. Uh, what's on your recently viewed playlist on Netflix? Yeah. And tweet us with hashtag put it on the list. Yeah. And we will review the pilot episode of it for you in a few weeks' time. We will. Uh, that's us done for another week. Yeah. In the bag it goes. And that's the plane going over. So before it hits Bye. us, that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>